<laughs> Sorry, I did that on purpose. Hey, welcome to the Nintendo Power. Now you're playing with podcast, the podcast, the podcast where we go through all the Nintendo Power magazines one issue at a time. We are currently on issue number nine, which is the November slash December issue. We're really cranking it out. We're still in the Nintendo era. 1989. The, the Game Boy jumped in uh, recently, but that Tetris dropped down and did a T-spin into our hearts. And uh, did a we got a line piece, um, and then so I'm your nice little host, Brett, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we I'm, I'm joined by my buddy, uh, my 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 other host uh we got, we got the old weston in, in in the house how are you doing hey everybody i'm I'm doing good i'm drinking my platinum we're drinking platinums the <laughs> drinking some platinums on the pod drinking platinums on the pod and we have uh another guest we have a special in the, guest in the, in the room this is a hey it's me i'm i'm like i'm the guest all right well, <laughs> all right hey, well, all you need to know about me is i'm the guest welcome to the podcast guest what do you do for a living um <laughs> i'm a biochemist Works at a. What's your name? <laughs> I'm Chase uh, Omark. I live with Brett. I'm Brett's roommate. Um, yeah, yeah. A little bit of a gamer. Where, a little where bit of you a gamer. Put, how do you feel? Do you feel like? Do you feel like you can call yourself a gamer? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I've, I've been, I've been keeping with the times. Yeah. You know? How much Destiny have you played? I've not played any Destiny. God damn it! But like, I've heard it's, a lot about it. It's probably any, better that you haven't. Do you have yeah. any game that you've sunk like a crazy amount of hours into? I've sunk a crazy amount of hours into Monster Hunter over oh, the years. Oh, nice. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's, that seems like high-level gaming, right? Yeah. You are a hardcore gamer. I feel like I'm right at the edge of it. Like, I have a lot of friends who are in the hardcore territory, and I'm, like, just behind it. You know, Destiny is a lot like Monster Hunter. I don't know yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can't do Destiny. I've heard they're similar. Uh, there's, like... They're, the the swords are smaller. See that that's actually a pretty big issue with Chase. If I, if I know him, yeah, I, I like the I like the big swords. <laughs> Fair enough. Can Fair you enough. guess what uh, what weapon I used in Monster Hunter? Is it the giant? Sword? It's the big. It's the big one. <laughs> Weston, what kind of sword do you? Use? What weapon do you use? Uh, I use Fallen Guillotine. That is a giant purple sword in Destiny. That's good at killing bosses. Hey, hell, hell yeah! Hey, hell yeah! Uh, I. In Monster Hunter, I would probably use like what? There's a machine gun, right? Yeah, there's is like it, a just an, bow guns, right? There's like a light and a heavy bow gun. Okay, I'd be a bow gun guy. That's cool. And then <laughs> to, to shoot, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, cool guys. <laughs> to go into a game, I really haven't put a lot of hours in is Tetris, which is the the main. Co- I feel like I always put like hollow minutes into Tetris. I feel like I'll buy a Tetris game and play it for 15 minutes. The cover. <laughs> That's for the cover. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't listened to this show. You, you claim to have listened to the show. I don't think you have. To get first episode. Get ready, get ready for more of those. Uh, we got like four more of those. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've played a lot of Tetris, but it's always like I somehow get I, like I don't know how. I feel like I just end up with a Tetris game and play it for a little bit and then stop. I played some Tetris over the years. My oh my god! So the NES version of Tetris that they're talking about in this issue, uh, I think. So it's the Game Boy version came out first in the U.S. and this is the second one. I remember my parents ordered it out of like a mail order catalog. They didn't go to a store. They just ordered Tetris from a weird mail order catalog, and then we had Tetris. Ah, 
Uh, yeah, I miss when you could like. I don't know if this is true, but for some reason, I feel like there was a certain point of time where you could buy video games at a grocery store. Yeah, is that true? You used to uh, be able to rent video games at grocery stores because they had video rental sections. That's wild. I wish like that makes going to a grocery store as a kid a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Our friend Chad always talks about like Sears used to sell video games, and like that was the highlight of Sears. And it's like, I, yeah, I never went to Sears. It's like, yeah, even uh, so, you guys are in your twenties. I'm in my thirties. If we had somebody on here that was in their forties, they could talk about Sears as like an actual department store people would mm-hmm. go to, where you could buy like lawn mowers and video game consoles in the seventies and eighties, and that always felt super weird to me. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, what is Sears now? I thought it was like—is it, is it even a store? store? I thought it was like HVAC stuff. Like <laughs> you, that's what I thought. I thought it was like here's where you go to buy the things that are outside of your house that you don't know what they do. I'm sure. I'm sure that's Sears has these. They still have stores, do they? Yeah, I, I watch a, a YouTube that's dedicated to information on retail companies, retail chains, because that's what the algorithm gives me to watch. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, apparently Sears still has, what, a few hundred stores, and you can go in them. And Do you think in, like, uh, uh, one year from now, Sears will be, like, the blockbuster scenario where there's, like, a documentary of the last Sears, and, like, there's a lot of nostalgia? <laughs> the last Sears that a- you visit for fun, like, as a tourist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think people are going to have nostalgia for, for Sears yeah. the same way as blockbuster. I don't know. Maybe if you were buying, like, Atari systems. I think if Home Depot went out of business, there would be like a last Home Depot kind of. Yeah, I feel like I could see like people going into Home Depot the same way as Blockbuster and being like, "I miss this." Yeah, like there's a smell to Home Depot. But Sears was like the generic version of all of those. Yeah, unless I'm wrong, I don't think anyone miss would miss Sears. It's well, it's like close to Macy's, right? Because you attach one to a mall. It's like the flagship mall store. Yeah, or it isn't. I guess. It's not like we're like Auntie Anne's pretzels. You can only get at malls now. I remember. It's my favorite part of malls. <laughs> I was in a mall to buy Metroid the other day. <laughs> the thing about Sears was I never reached an age where there were still Sears around, and I felt like I was allowed in them. You know, like it yeah. felt like a place where adults go to get their air conditioning figured out, and I wasn't supposed to be there. Yep. This is, this is kind but of I how But I guess they had a like- video game section I didn't know about. I don't know what yeah, they do now, though, do they? No, I, I doubt it. I, I really do feel like back in this day, like video games were a little more like just sold everywhere. Yeah. It's like, a- I, I don't know if this is a dream or not, but I, I swear I remember like, because as a kid, I was really into retro games. Like even though the GameCube was out, if I saw like an old Super Nintendo game, I'd be like, that's so cool. Like it was just, it was cool to see that old thing. Respect. And I remember that kind of being a thing where... This again. This might be dream memory. I don't know if this is real memory or dream memory, but uh-huh. uh, I remember going to like a random store and they just had a bunch of like really old games at like some grocery store. Huh. So there is an example of games and game systems at grocery stores today, and that is te- beloved Texas grocery store chain H E B, which will sometimes sell electronics and stuff. So they'll have like huh. switches and playstations. And I lived in Texas for a while, so maybe that was maybe that was that maybe that's what happened. I don't know. They ever used stuff though. Usually it's the place across the parking lot from the grocery store. <laughs> the, the illegal building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's an alley and there's a guy who's got so many tapes. Yeah. This, this cover is weird, by the way, because uh, it shows a kid turning into Tetris blocks. There, there's a boy playing Tetris on that bad 
uh, NES controller, the accessory controller, and he slowly turns into Tetris blocks. And um, I feel like they were hitting on a thing that's true, which is the Tetris is really, really addictive. That if you play it, you'd turn... You turn into a Tetris. It's like an Animorphs <laughs> thing. It, it does look like... Yeah. It looks exactly like an Animorphs probably around That's the time. a great... Yes. Can I be honest? Like, looking at this title, uh-huh. th- this uh, title page, this isn't the cover page that I saw. <laughs> the cover page that I saw was a, like... It was like an ad. So I'm like... Kind of nervous. Is yep. That that's that's the one. Yep. Oh, you saw okay. the uh, the Christmas ad that's inside. <laughs> the Christmas ad. I was like, yeah, that's the t- cover. I kind of thought the cover of the magazine the just says in. "Give the yeah." <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I, for, I I would say, I mean, and this started. It's it's like a very busy cover, but I don't hate it. There's like a mm. lot of stuff going on. They just like threw. There's like a building with a mustache and face. And oh well, I don't hate that. It just—it's just a lot of stuff, and I'm—I'm I'm not, I'm not fully against it. Um, you know, uh, you bring up a great point though, which is that it's Christmas time again, and I don't have Christmas bells on the soundboard, so I'm going to add them right now. Hey, now, <laughs> now, now we're in the uh, now we're in the Christmas spirit. Gotcha. Give the gift of Nintendo power. You can. Use that card to make your what friend if, get Nintendo PS. What if Jingle Bells was more of a slide whistle song? Like, instead of, <laughs> instead of about jingling, it was just about doing slide whistles multiple times. I wonder if you could redo, like, a, I bet you could redo a lot of Christmas songs with just slide whistles. Mailbox. <laughs> All right. We're here at the mailbox. Players. Pulse. Yeah, so this is when, you know, random people send a little letter to Nintendo and they usually give lame answers back. Like that is very corporate, just kind of dull, yeah. not even like working hard corporate, like the Wendy's mm-hmm. Twitter. It's, yeah, uh, it feels like automatic emails that you get back. It feels, I, mm-hmm. I really want to meet the person that does the Wendy's Twitter or the team because they, they're so mouthy. I want to know. She's got some snaz. She's got some snaz. (laughs) Yeah. I want to hear the behind the scenes story of when she gets in trouble for snazzing too much. (laughs) Uh, One thing I learned is that Nintendo Power used to be sent through third class mail, which is a type of mail I didn't know about. Yeah, is that still? Is, is there still? It sounds not very mail. good. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It sounds, sounds like, like ma- it's bad mail. It a mail like system the- <laughs> delivered by orphans or something. It seems like they're the only one. Like they somehow created third class mail. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a tax loophole <laughs> that they were using. We're gonna go to a yeah. Instead of a secondary school, it's a tertiary school. And it's like that doesn't sound real. Sounds, that sounds yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. The kids are like, the kid asks like, "Hey, I ordered my magazine, and I didn't get it." And they're like, "Hey, it's third class mail. Like, what is, does that mean? They just like threw it out of a window?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, kid. It's, it's, on, it's thought, honestly a miracle that your letter got to us. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it might make it to you. We just yeah, it sounds like they just made it up. Like it's not real. <laughs> hey, kids. Hey, kids. Sorry, this, this is coming by train. Uh, Trains don't run real well in America. It's a, mir- it's a miracle yeah. that you get these at all. I feel like they made like a like a uh, branch basket and put a bunch of magazines in it and pushed it down a river and created a smokestack. <laughs> said yeah, that was- you put these Nintendo Power issues and swaddling cloth in a little wicker basket and float it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's third class mail. 
<laughs> hopefully, hopefully the uh, that's, like, that's real, baby. That's also the plot of how the plot of the movie The Willow, which is a game covered in this. That's how it Ooh, starts. Oh, they put a baby that. in a basket and float it down down river, and uh, Willow finds it. The end. That's, that's actually not the end. That's the start of the movie. Is that a real movie? Is Willow a movie? Yeah, Ron Howard directed it. It's huh. it's like a George Lucas produced fantasy movie with Val Kilmer in it from the eighties. That I only know about it. I was going to mention this when the game was there, so I'll just say it now. But like, all I have to say about that is I watched Willow a ton, even though it's not super well-remembered because you could record it off of TV. So I had a VHS tape of Willow, and I watched the shit out of that. Nice. Really? I thought that that game was trying to capitalize on like Game of Thrones. No, not Game of Thrones. <laughs> game of Thrones. <laughs> they were game ahead of, of Thrones Breaking Bad. <laughs> no, I thought it was like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. I would love to be thought this was a magazine that came out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willow is, de- I mean, Willow has like little, little people in it, the Nelwins, and they're played by uh, like Warwick Davis and a bunch of other uh, little people actors. He mm-hmm. was in Harry Potter and he played the e- one of the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. So it is very fantasy. Like, yeah, there, there's like magic fairies and wizard fights and, you know, sword <laughs> fights and stuff. If you could believe that. I mean, like it sounds like hobbits, yeah, right. They're called they're called Nelwins. Yeah, weird. but that well, doesn't change. That is weird that, that you just said there's little people and they made it fantasy because that's real yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should uh, we should get Ron Howard in here and ask him that question because yeah. I'd never considered that before. Yeah, I think it's the dragon that makes it fantasy. I mean, when you and put the it that magic way, and the swords and the well, well, swords were real. Yeah, there, there's like yeah, there's like magic stuff and. People transforming into animals and uh, an evil witch. Late. So, Honestly, so, if you know. there was zero little people, that'd be fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because little people are real. <laughs> you guys are validly calling out a thing from my youth in a way that I'd never considered before. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Um, I think, for me, there was one thing in Mailbox that really did it for me. It was a poem written uh, by a grandpa. Okay. Yeah, this, I'm this glad that you brought up the poem. Yeah. I, it's, uh, Weston, is your text big enough to read the poem? Yeah, so we have a poem. and Sent by a, a nice uh, little grandpa out there. His name is William, William Convery Hampton Va, and uh, he is 75, and his poem reads... I love this poem. Remembering what's in it. Wild one. My, gran- my grandson introduced me to a Nintendo game that I play on my TV most of the day. Legend of Zelda has taxed my brain, outwitting many demons throughout the play. My wife says that I've lost my mind, and I've made her a house recluse. That doing so, I have been most unkind. She states that it's a form of spouse abuse. I told her the alternative is my visiting pubs and possibly becoming a drunken seuss. Or go swimming with girls in hot water tubs. So what's wrong with my playing in the house? It's ha- it doesn't quite rhyme if you say house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a great poem. Uh, uh, yeah. my, my wife's answer was a real doozy. She called the plumber and ordered a jacuzzi. So there goes the old Nintendo game. I guess I have only myself to blame. <laughs> the thing about this, I don't understand how it ends. Right? Like, is he saying... He gets in the jacuzzi with her, right? That's the... That's the idea? I think so. Okay. That, that's what I took from it. Um, certainly, there's a lot of jokes about drinking and womanizing. Yeah, there's, and there's a lot of darkness. Yeah, no, there's. I mean, that's uh, a common theme with these mailboxes. We get really dark slices of people. Yeah. And yeah, it's really just, frankly, this guy just ragging on his wife. Uh, 
The old ball and chain. It sounds yeah. like unhappy marriage. Literally saying like I can do whatever I want because I could be out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and and or in a hot tub with with women. Women. But yeah, in a hot tub with women. <laughs> he decided to be like <laughs> shitty to his wife uh, through a poem in a Nintendo. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they have a great relationship. His real sin wasn't playing video games. It was taking the time to write a poem. <laughs> to Nintendo. Uh, I was struck by... And, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the one thing is, me and Weston have talked about this a lot. If Sometimes we question whether these uh, submissions are real or not. Right. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. they, it seems kind of like... They're kind of like trying to push an agenda with these. Especially early on, there was a lot of like, I wish more people played this Nintendo game that didn't sell well named this. That's like this, and it's good for these reasons. This was that's real. This is real. This is real. This is real. Absolutely. (laughs) It's so real that I've 360 any doubt I've ever had. I'm positive this is all legitimate from the beginning. It if they're putting this in. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to talk about in this like like you know, letters segment. It's like, I don't know. It's weird how many, when was this issue released? So it was the end of 1989. Okay. Holidays 89. Cause there's a lot of these letters that are like the way that they talk about video games is so different than the way that we talk about video games. Now it's like, it's like really like I've beaten this many games and I'm a badass for doing like, Oh yeah. And, Poems ragging on your wife. Yeah, that's, we don't, we don't really do that. <laughs> not that all the drinking and womanizing. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Like it's it's really weird to me to think about video games. Like I beat this and this and this and this, and I'm the coolest of all my friends because of it. Oh well, the, yeah, yeah, that's the thing too. It's like we we'll go into this a little bit later about the ending of video games, like the how a video game ends. And honestly, like ending a video game, like uh, if you beat an old Nintendo game, it's like really. To, compared to today's standards, super anticlimactic. It's like one screen. It's like one, you, you like yeah. unlock an image. Mm-hmm. But the thing that people used to do that they don't do anymore is like take a picture and like send it to people. Mm-hmm. Like that is a thing. Like you would literally beat a game and take a picture and like show someone. Don't like, use your camera flash. Hey, look at this. Yeah, but were video is the like did the were video games like harder then? Was it like an accomplishment thing? Some of these games, I mean. One of the things that happened a lot back in the day is you only had so much memory to put into a game. So, like, Brett, you've been playing Mega Man. I know you want to talk about it later, but, yeah. like, you can only put so many levels. You know, those well, levels can only be so long, they are, so they're, they make them hard as shit. They are hard. They're harder. They're for sure harder than games nowadays. Yeah. Sometimes it is due to bad game design, which yeah, that's I, what I, I, wonder. I, I will get into. But, uh, like, are these games harder than, like, Dark Souls? Because no. that's, like, that's, like, the... No, but the on average, I, they are Dark Souls. I don't know, man. I I would I would say Dark Souls in a lot of ways is a throwback to like games in the eighties. Yeah, where it's I, very punishing, it's but there is a way to learn. You have to learn how to play the game to beat it. Yes, the same way as Dark Souls. I haven't played a Dark Souls game, but uh, from what I've heard, you kind of go love. You, you go through like a level, and you really get to the point where you feel like you know every little inch and right. cranny of the level. And that's what playing any Nintendo game. It's it's at least if it's good enough to beat. You when you beat it, like I'm playing Mega Man, and when I finally fucking beat a level, it's like I know when to jump. Like I, I know every little detail. I know what monster is comes from what angle. Yeah. I I know literally everything about the level when I mm-hmm. beat it. And that, but the, the weird thing is that was every game at this point. Like, like pretty much every game you played, you kind of had 
Yeah, but it was that, it was or, or it was like Dragon Warrior or Final Fantasy, where it's like you better spend two hours killing gnomes so that you're strong enough to go into this cave. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the, like, because the thing is, like, I think maybe a difference too is like, I know Dark Souls purposely is frustrating. Like, they'll like, yeah, at least in the early ones, they'll they'll do stuff that specifically just sucks, and you're like, God damn it, right? They punish uh, you, yeah. But and, it, it feels uh, like all games do that, but it doesn't feel like they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, they'll do stuff where you're like, really, you're gonna fuck? You? I, there was not a save point there. Yeah, and it doesn't feel intended. Is I guess the difference. You know, we talked about this before, but they're. they're they're figuring stuff out about games and yes. like, especially mm-hmm. this generation. So I think when we get around to the nineties, you start to see stuff smooth out where there's designing the experience a little cleaner. Well, it's cool. Cause I'm playing all the mega man games uh, in order. So like I'm playing one, two, three there's, and by the way, there's a ton of fucking, me- they yeah. are just pumping these games out and it is cool seeing every game. They add a little bit of polish to, they realize like, Oh, um, you know, like in Mega Man, you get different weapons and you can press the pause menu and cycle through them. And for the first three, there's two screens for that. You have to like, there's like a list of weapons and there's a next. Right. And you have to click next and then there's another list of weapons. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm like, you could fit all the weapons in the screen easy. <laughs> Why are you not doing that? And it just took him a while to realize to do, like, it's just like these basic things that you're like, why would you not have this? Right. It's just it takes figuring that out. It, t- it takes mm-hmm. either seeing a, a game do it and then every other game copies it. Because, hmm. uh, uh, it, again, it took them four games to realize you could do that. And it's so it's such a such a better design choice. Yeah, I mean, we're, there's still stuff like that in video games now where it's like they're still figuring out like, oh, it doesn't like why don't we just have autosave? Well, you were talking about like uh, The Last of Us. You're playing The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. and you mentioned they did a really good job of using color to direct you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's like a new like that's a newer game that's design. New. Is they're like that figuring is... out like how do we make sure people aren't lost because being lost is not fun. It's not fun. Yeah. In in 3D games, that's a huge issue too because you could be looking any direction. So it's like we're gonna try and set this up so you come out of this area looking this direction. We're gonna make this part purple so that. You get, are, well, it's, it's usually the only yellow. Thing with a light under it. It's usually like if, yeah. if you see yellow tape in a video game, that's a dead giveaway, and it's cool. The next thing we have is the power players. Yeah, we got it. We got to talk. And cool. I don't have anything to say about the specific batch of power players, but I just have a question. So, I just want to acknowledge this guy called himself the Absorber. That, oh. That's his tag name. And what? Again, that's a great the Absorber. Awesome power player name. And <laughs> again, we've talked about. We've had a lot of great nicknames for power players. Uh, the Absorber probably being the best. Yeah, that's definitely the <laughs> best one. being the honest. And I'm wondering, uh, when what, what are our... Master what are, K last issue? Master K was cool. Uh, what, what are our power player names is, is my big question. Uh, Chase. So, so okay. Should, should Catch you, me up on what a power player is uh, as fast as you can. You're just someone who claims to be really good at video games, and you just tell it to know... Hey, I'm good at video games. Uh, okay. I beat, and my this, name is this. And the question is, do you come up with your own power player name or does it given to you? It seems like you come up with it because most of these people who are submitting themselves yeah. as great power players, it's self-submitted. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's like your sibling. One of these is from yeah. uh, somebody mm-hmm. who appears to be friends with a girl and they're talking about the girl's little brother, like the friend's okay. little brother. So it's, it's a, or it's a parent who is either slightly afraid of their kid or really wants mm-hmm. to kind of pump them up a little bit, give them a little self-esteem boost. But end of the day, most power players are self-campaigned, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's come up with our own then. If you're, I, this is your first time on the show. Like one of us could go first if you're feeling. Uh, no, I'm game. Okay. Uh, the 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 first thing that came to mind is uh, Mr. Frenzy. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mr. Frenzy's. Uh, can can we go by our power player names for the rest of the podcast <laughs> as well? I'm I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, so Chase is Mr. Frenzied. Mr. Frenzy. Yeah. It's Mr. Frenzy. You uh, have to wiggle your fingers, when you, Mr. Frenzy. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, Brother Bones. <laughs> All right, we got Mr. Frenzy, Brother Bo- Brother Bones. I would like to be Doctor Slice because <laughs> I love pizza. So can we go, Doctor Slice? Mr. Frenzy, Mr. Frenzy, Brother Bones. Brother, brother Bones. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, great. That was easy. That was right. way easier than I thought it's, it would be. It was easy to come up with them. I feel like it's, I'm going to forget them immediately uh-huh. if we're actually going to call each other. <laughs> All right, uh, Dr. Slice, Mr. Frenzy, you guys ready to... Um, you, got, you got that right, Mr. Bones? <laughs> or brother, brother Bones? Brother Bones. Yeah, you guys ready to move on? Because we yeah. got... Let's move it on. Be carry. And the features, we've already talked about a bunch. It's Willow and Tetris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a ton more to add unless when you, uh, either uh, Dr. Slice or Mr. Frenzy does. Uh, Dr. Doctor Slice here. Uh, <laughs> there is a weird Tetris section, which is Howard, Howard's tips for advanced, pl- fl- advanced players. Uh, our friend uh, Howard Phillips in his bow tie. Is- Wait, is this Howard? The Howard. This is Howard. This is Howard. In the flesh. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes. This is the real guy. Nestor. Oh. Yeah, so that, that's the whole thing. Is Howard is based off of a real person. He's like the lead like face of this magazine. Mm-hmm. And he's also the icon of those comics. Nestor is completely fictional. He's this just kind of a uh, little dirty boy well, who's running around. We think he's fictional. At this point, I'm not so sure. We'll talk about he that could, later. Yeah, okay. we got, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we had some stuff to go over. So he has this um, kind of five-point... Tetris tutorial, and it's actually like if you know Tetris, these are good tips. Uh, I just find the layout very strange. In a playful magazine, it looks like it's a brochure written yeah. for adults. Yep, it's about. It seems it's about. It's got Howard's vibes, like mm-hmm. all over <laughs> it. it. It's vibing Howard boring. very seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's very. Th- there's no chance I would ever read this as a kid. Yep, like I would. That's too much text in one area. But you could kind of like, I think the point of this was to be, you know how like sometimes like in movies before you go into the big crazy world, they, they, they set up right. a really boring world for you. Mm-hmm. And like I think this the is Wizard set, of Oz, the black and white yeah, part. So I, think this, I the, think this is Dorothy in black and white to then get sucked up in a tornado and end up in this very colorful. Howard <laughs> and this beautifully done Howard and Nestor comic. On point comic. with these cues. Yeah, this Howard and Nestor comic is uh, gorgeously, gorgeously rendered. It, it, it really does. It, we went from like literally black and white to a pop in color extravaganza, mm. a full buffet. In this issue, uh, Howard is going to space with a, with a duck. It, uh, and um, <laughs> not, not the DuckTales <laughs> characters, just a duck. And uh, Nestor sneaks aboard the spaceship. Yeah, Chase, can you give us your like cold reads on this? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to like summarize a little bit of what happens? Do we want to. Yeah. Well, that's going to be hard. Yeah. Can, can, <laughs> uh, can you first summarize it? Yeah. So I think Howard is the Howard's the guy in the Howard's the the spacesuit man, right? Yeah. We yeah. know because the spacesuit has a bow tie. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. As someone new to the Howard and Nestor scene, that wasn't so clear, but I figured it out. So how? So Howard is going to space for some duck thing. Yeah, the banner in the first panel says exploratory mission to the moon. The NES slash duck tail, not duck tails. Mm. That doesn't help me. It's, <laughs> no, it's, that, that's, I'm lost still. But so Nestor hops on board. They go to the moon. Nestor is like abducted by aliens and taken to some sort of secret base. Howard saves him. End of the day, right? Yeah, yeah. that's the that's the flat read. That's the read if you don't have the context. Yeah. Okay. You know, I I would. I, and I've there's be, context there. Yes, there's a little bit of context that could. Well, to be honest. Well, can I, can I give you my my actual read? This one mushed my brains up a little bit. This, this there this is, is absolutely the Hellraiser a, bloodlines of the. Uh, this, yeah. is, this is the one where I, I think they farmed it out and did it on the cheap. I I couldn't understand any like the first four or five panels make sense. Oh, they're going to the moon, and then he gets abducted, and then. He gets. He's in like a room with an old duck that's yeah, like he, he a go, grizzled he, duck. He goes to duck jail. He goes to duck so, jail. Yeah, they just they go to the moon. Nestor uh, screams, "Is this moon made out of cheese?" Yeah, something about. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then a duck runs in and abducts him and brings him to duck jail, <laughs> where he meets an old. Duck. Then, you know somebody bought a napkin that whoever wrote this just scribbled the premise on yeah. it when yeah. they were Not, fucking high as shit. And then Howard says, I think I heard Nestor, and was like, we got to go save him, and gets in a gigantic robot suit and breaks the, the jail wall. He, he's controlling well, a robot duck. Uh, th- that's the thing, right? For me, is like, <laughs> they don't... Exp- this story sounds like it takes a, like... Several pages. It's two. Yeah. Here's what I thought it felt like. It felt like, you know, when you watch a Breaking Bad episode and it starts mm-hmm. like an out of context scene that you don't yeah. understand and you will understand it later. Mm-hmm. That's what I think this comic is. Oh, you think I the think first oh, panel it tells us. The every- whole comic is complete nonsense and it'll make sense in like a later. Year. So that's, that's giving them a lot of credit. <laughs> there is one very important clue. Which is that they literally use the words ducktail in the beginning, and there's a bunch of ducks on the moon, which if you know the game DuckTales, and the new cartoon does it too, there is a moon level. So, but these are not DuckTales characters. They are not the Disney characters. They are generic mm-hmm. ducks in, in spacesuits. So I'm just so confused. Like, did they make a DuckTales comic and then Disney showed up with like an army of lawyers so was like, the fuck you do? And they like stripped out all of the actual DuckTales stuff. Like, did Disney come after Howard and ruin this comic? It does feel like there's some panels missing. There's a point where, how, like, so Howard like finds out Nestor's in this jail, this duck jail, and he's like, "All right, I got to get him out." And then he establishes problems. He's like, "Well, in order to get him out, I'm going to need the key. And in order I'm going to use the I'm going to need to get the big robot duck. And in order to get the big robot duck, I'm going to have to go on a heist mission, which I accomplished right now." Yeah. And then I punch through the wall. It just Can you call this one a wash? Uh, <laughs> when you say a wash, like what's the good part that redeems it? 
What do you mean? Like, no. Like a wash is like a, enough bad and good things happen at the same time. Oh, I mean, like washing from the face burnt. Like, a, oh, like, pretend, like it's, it's a yeah, failure. Yeah, pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense if you try to reapply DuckTales as a template over it because presumably the robot duck would be Gizmo Duck, which is kind of like Robocop in the, DuckTales. There's form. not a universe where anything make, here makes sense. There's like, if you come That's in new as Chase, yeah. nothing. It feels like it dreamed. Even Trying to like, I know we've got all this crazy Howard and Esther lore. There's no way to apply it. This you can't. <laughs> this is all absolute nonsense. It's it's really frustrating. And you know what I think the problem is? It starts with Nestor causing problems instead of it clearly being a Howard plan. Well, which leads me to believe this comic was written by Nestor. Okay. Well, okay. Actually, that's interesting because okay. So you've told me that the like there's a lot of Inception. Yeah. Kind of stuff going on. Yeah. They're this, accepting this, each other constantly. Right. This feels like a dream where oh, the, the goal, it does feel dreamlike, but it doesn't yeah. feel like there's any goals or any like Which is sort how, of, honestly, an accurate representation of what a dream is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just like there's no, there's no lucid character. Honestly, the, the idea that I had a dream where I was like, yeah, I went to space and there was ducks and I went to duck jail mm-hmm. and then a robot saved me. Yeah. That's a dream. That's a dream. That's a dream. There's just no yeah. person there trying to do anything besides <laughs> be part of it. What do you think the ducks represent? <sighs> I don't know ducks. Like, <laughs> are they, are they, you think they're just ducks? Okay, that's. Uh, I mean, that's as good a solution. You know what else doesn't make any sense is like the moon looks to be made of Tetris blocks, and that's never acknowledged. Like, what the? What are they even doing? Oh, like the base that they're in. Yeah, um, the base looks very Tetrisy. Mm-hmm. It's just, and the artwork is is actually really it's quite well drawn. So I'm kind of blown away. I'm like, when they were making this, what was? What was going through their minds? What is what ramifications, if any, does this have? Like, are they just going to pretend that the moon adventure never happened? Yeah. Well, they're okay. So I think at the the very clear, it's just this just might be we've been like seeing dream. So the past couple uh, issues have been just dreams, and they've been clear like Inception stuff. It's been like, yeah, it's very uh, obvious. Yeah, that it, something it, it's, is going on. It's been on. like progressing the main plot. Mm-hmm. Or this is just a dream. Yeah, this is a dream. We're just we just happen to see a dream with no inception. There's <laughs> just no inception being happened. It's just a genuine dream. It was just a genuine dream. Like like uh, how my opinion on dreams. There's nothing to pull from them. Mm-hmm. It was just a dream. There is, a, yeah, sometimes, sometimes uh, just, Leonardo DiCaprio's not there. Right? He's just yeah. It's just a dream. Uh, they do leave Nestor to die on the moon at the end. I, I think they they try to break him out, and he's like. They're like, well, I guess we'll see you back on Earth, Nestor. And the duck's like, we didn't have enough fuel to blast off with three people anyways. So they leave Nestor on the moon. But I guess if it's a dream, maybe it's Nestor's like, separation anxiety. Maybe this is Nestor having a dream because he's like, everybody always leaves me. Uh, and he hasn't, of course, quite realized that it's because Howard is manipulating his life. And you know how mm-hmm. uh, Nestor doesn't have a home and lives on the streets? Yeah. I could see him like cuddled up in like a, like a street corner with a duck. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like sometimes yeah. when you're homeless, you just have a duck with you. Like a real duck? <laughs> a real duck with you? <laughs> yeah. I just, I, like I feel like he's just like dirty and with, he's just like holding a duck and that's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, what, that's what's happening in the real world. You think that and he duck, thinks he's on the moon? 
Yeah, and okay. when he wakes up, he realizes that he's crushed the duck to death in his sleep. Yeah, okay, so I mean, if we want to talk about this, um, duck. <laughs> he's got a duck in his hand. <laughs> yeah, so he, fl- he falls asleep with a duck that he's uh, grabbed. He, uh, it, the whole thing was about flying out to space. He wants to escape his life. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's something that is canon. Howard leaving, that's separation anxiety. Um, yeah. Um, Howard is also like a hero, right? In the did. beginning, which... It, is that I don't know the <laughs> I don't know the whole of the Howard. Well, and so Nestor Howard lore. is also leaving the Earth. So I wonder if perhaps this is a. I mean, it could be read as a Howard dream. I want to keep finishing the the Nestor. It seems like because, a Nestor dream. Yeah, because maybe Nestor yeah, is found he's, out. He's we, holding a duck. He's holding a duck. <laughs> he's holding a duck. That's why there's ducks in it. Uh, Nestor. Uh, so. <laughs> In the last comment, it makes sense. He's holding a duck. Touche. It's uh, and we did learn in the last last issue, the last comic, that Howard has uh, blown up his life, like his family has left him because he's like mm-hmm. in a. Yeah. A, so yeah. So so Howard leaving the Earth. Maybe if Nestor knows, maybe Howard came to him on the street and was like, "Hey, listen, um, things have been really bad for me right now." <laughs> It does seem like there's like if this was a Nestor dream, there does seem to be like some Howard idolatry, right? Like yeah, he needs. He's to, a hero. I think he just showed oh. up and like kind of apologized to Nestor and is like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing so good right now, Nestor. And uh, then Nestor falls asleep with the duck, and the end result is these two pages. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing. Well, it's sense. also um, the. There's a concept of like wanting to escape, but no matter how hard you try, you're still in a jail. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening here. It's like he he escapes through uh, spacecraft, and he's still in jail. He still he goes, to, but he goes to duck jail. He goes. To- <laughs> I think we did it. My only question is, um, who's the duck? He's whole. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm mainly wondering about this duck that uh, Nestor is, you know, uh, uh, squeezing. What does the duck in the jail say to him? And that did you say quack pen. to them? They hate that, you know. Oh, yeah, so it's a race say thing. To a duck? I think that he's personified this duck because he has no friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of got a relationship going with this uh, this duck who appears to be elderly. It's an elderly duck, and then he falls asleep holding the duck. And I mean, I think he wakes up and the duck is dead. I mean, I don't know how else you read like, this Like, I want to say- <laughs> come to that conclusion. What? Okay, well, what if the duck's dead, but there's also an egg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I, I think there's a definite the missing theme. panel. It's a de- definite theme of uh, death and rebirth in the comic. Yeah, yeah. No, Chase, I, I actually fully agreed with you that there was missing panels, because the next panel would be Nestor waking up. <laughs> With a dead duck. <laughs> and grieving. And it would be a couple of panels of grieving over the duck and realizing, what's over here? A little duck egg. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe they'll put those panels into the next issue. The only question I have is, if this is Nestor's dream and Howard's in it, is Howard just in it or is he incepting him? I, I think it's literally, I don't think he's incepting him because Howard is not yeah. well, well, trying to mess actually, with him. Okay, what do you got? What yeah, if, is there an inception angle? There, there could be. And, right? uh, the goal of Howard, he normally wants, is to control Nestor. To control. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Is uh, Howard does come to to Nestor's rescue here, right? But then does he, leave pun- him. he escape exactly right? So it's like 
it's 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 high level manipulation, right? Like establishing establishing yourself as the only answer, and then and then turning away, right? Like oh. Nestor doesn't have any way back to Earth except for Howard. Better remember that. That's a good. Oh. That's actually okay. That's I, I because again, like last time Nestor incepted him, so this could be payback. I've got a crazy second theory that I'm going to throw out. Okay. Is that both, a crazy theory. Both huh? Howard and Nestor are incepting the duck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the motivation would be, but that's a potential other option on the table. That would explain why they both have duck companions in the comic. They're both one duck that's been incepted twice. But what? What well, if they were incepting the duck? What do you think they'd be trying to get the duck to do? Well, what would be the seed? Take a look here. It, it also mm. explains why they're at a duck, a duck fortress with duck guards. Yeah, because it's very duck. This is what a duck would dream of. <laughs> Other ducks. <laughs> a <laughs> facility <laughs> full of ducks on the moon. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, careful. It's one small step. Watch this giant leap. All right. So, you know, like Howard and his duck companion are like, I mean, Howard's angle is obvious because he's teaching the duck video game tips. Because the duck says, hey, what do you do with that? Change the channel. He's got the remote to control the robot. And he's like, stand back. And he's literally doing, like, he has the perfect, he has what he's always wanted in Nestor in this duck, which is like somebody who's just down to be his sidekick and, t- and listen to his video game tips. I'd also, well, I think the duck, if there is the, the duck's being accepted, the duck is clearly the duck in the jail cell. Yeah, and that's he says, what I think. And he says, hey, can you stop quacking? And Nestor says, hey, man. Not a big deal. <laughs> so, do you think of the scenario of like convincing this internal jail duck that quacking's okay? You're saying Nestor is giving the yeah, duck self, self-esteem that, inception? Yeah. I, okay, the, so the inception he wished he yeah, could get. Okay, I feel let's like talk about that thread. panel. I'm, I'm that's the most curious panel to me. Is he says like, "Hey, they don't like when you say quack or whatever." Uh, is that like a reference to like? Is, is is quack like saying a racial slur to a duck? It sure seems like that. It seems like they're that leaning is, towards that. And it seems... Okay. I didn't realize there's a third option. Well, okay. A duck is performing Inception on Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> to, to teach Nestor to be less, less racist, racist towards, towards ducks. ducks. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, I gotta say, uh, we... Can we flip a... Three-way coin? Can we flip a three-way coin? We yeah. absolutely can. So if it's... Uh, so one through three, we have three theories. Yeah, let's, when we have a couple theories, we'll do a kind of a dice roll on what the correct one is. Okay. And let's go ahead and throw a fourth if, we, if you think. It, this is either, uh, through canon, uh, just a dream with no real significance behind it. Mm-hmm. It's just a dream. It is a duck incepting... Or no, or it is Nestor and Howard incepting a duck. Nestor and Howard incepting. Wait, we had. Yeah, oh, Nestor and Howard we've incepting had a duck. Pretty much every iteration of Inception. Uh, yeah, okay, so four. So I would say just a dream. Howard incepting Nestor, a duck incepting Nestor, or Nestor and Howard incepting a duck. Okay. Wait, can you keep those straight while I flip the coin? Yeah. Is that four? I got four. Yeah. Let's see what's canon. Right, we, got, so we got some ad. one. Just a dream. One. Two. Just a dream. One. Howard is incepting Nestor. Three. Howard and Nestor incepting a duck. <laughs> For a, a duck and Nestor. Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> Is that four? Yeah, four. 
All right. <laughs> Honestly, I'm hoping for four here. I'm hoping for four. It's two. Okay. So Howard and Nestor are... Wait, was that Howard and Nestor incepting a duck? Or was that it's Howard and Nestor? just a Nestor? dream. Howard is incepting Nestor. Howard incepting Nestor. Yep. So it's Howard. It's how. Okay. That's a little more classic. Wait, wasn't it that they were incepting each other in that format? No, it's just that this is a, this is Howard doing incepting This is Nestor. Howard... That's bullshit. We're rolling it again. Yeah, I'll, roll it again. I kind of want I want number four. We're doing a re-roll. It's, I think it's, it's number three. So it's Howard and Nestor incepting <laughs> a duck. I'm okay with that one. All right, that's that's okay. canonically it. They're both incepting a duck. That's interesting. But what do they want out of the duck? What's the point? Why to take, are they, to why take are the they working together? Yeah. I don't think they're working together. I think they both independently <laughs> incepted the duck. Do you think they're trying to incept different messages into this duck? It's a single night of sleep for the duck. Two inceptings, one after. Because that other. is actually interesting. They both they have they their both, own ducks. Uh, they kind of like this. Uh, uh, exactly. This, this, they this, both have a duck they, companion, and yeah. they also uh, this spaceship is clearly a metaphor for incepting. And Howard goes into that, and Nestor sneaks on. Right. Like Howard does. In fact, Howard starts the inception. Nestor's like, it's a great idea to incept the duck. I don't, think it'd, be, I don't think it'd be crazy to say that Nestor is incepting Howard, who is in a dream, who's in, incepting a duck. I, right, you know, how you go in a dream and a dream and a dream in, yeah. in Inception. So I think it's this is Howard. It, it's Howard's dream inside of a duck's inside of a duck, or it's a duck's dream inside of a Howard's dream. Okay, okay. But that <laughs> I don't think either well, of it's us. A, it's Howard in a duck's dream, and then Nestor is in the dream too. I just want to reiterate to try to incept another duck. Now, this, <laughs> this I think dream. it makes sense because they both. <laughs> They both clearly want something from their duck, and you see them getting it in the second page, which is that the duck takes Howard's video game tips, or at least listens to him talk about the video game tips and show him. And Nestor just kind of wants a friend, and he wants to learn things from his friend. Oh, that's interesting. So right. yeah, they, uh, Howard wants a, a duck to follow him through fear, where Nestor wants a duck to follow him through love. Oh, so you know? and so- play. So maybe the duck is the replace, like the attempted replacement for their relationship with each other, right? So yes, it's like, oh, yes, wow. that's exactly that's, that's exactly it. Their relationship wasn't working out. Well, that's actually so that's, they both that is, got ducks. That is canon. They did kind of like they are kind of like at the fritz and potentially like yeah. this might be the official Howard and Nestor divorce, and they're and they're fighting over a duck <laughs> to replace the other one. It's a shame their incepting killed the duck because you can't incept somebody twice in one night or they die. But Man. there's an egg. But there's an but egg. There's an egg. So what's going to happen with the egg? I guess we're just going to have to keep reading. I'm ready for the, the next, next issue, man. It's the next <laughs> issue of every time, Hour. It's you don't think anything happens in these comics, then you really dive your teeth in and it mm-hmm. really unfolds for you. Hey, do you guys you guys want to take a break? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the Beer Break, brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! All right, hey! Hey, everybody, we have a little surprise for you. In the spirit of the holidays, we made a special episode. And also, just celebrating the number 10. We're at the 10th of something, so we're... We're celebrating that. Yeah, for our 10th episode of the Now You're Playing with Podcast podcast, we did a hybrid video audio uh, experience where we got a bunch of our friends together. Yeah, it was like it's less of a uh, formatted one. It's just more of our friends hanging out. 
chilling, playing games. We're playing specifically Sega Genesis games. We went to the other side, and it was, it was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm excited for to see how that turns out. Yeah, that's that's going to be out. It's our next episode. You're listening to this, uh, you know, on the episode that came out December 1st. This will be the December 15th episode. Yeah, so, where, yeah. you can get the audio version wherever you're getting this. And then uh, if you want the video version, head to nowyourplaying.com. Ooh, it's going to be good. You got to you gotta keep those ears open or, or the eyes open because it's, it's, it's two different versions. Look upon our visages and uh, <laughs> ye, ye look and despair. Okay. All right, let's get back to the guys. And we're back. We did it. Yo, yo. yo. We watched Sagata Sanchiro commercials. <laughs> <laughs> some good stuff. And we're about to dive into some even better stuff. Uh, we've got Off-Road, which we are not going to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Iron Sword. You mentioned wanting to talk about the poster, but do we want to talk about the game? No. We've talked about Wizards and Warriors before. This is the second Wizards and Warriors game. It's. It seems. So this is based off of a movie. Nope. Okay. Okay. This, this seems like the most generic thing of all. It's, it's literally it's a fantasy series so where generic. all the box art has Fabio on it, like literally like a shirtless muscle man with it, a sword, like Conan style. It's so generic that they have five worlds. One is fire. One is wind. <laughs> yeah. One is water. World. One is earth. Really. And then they ran out of the elements, so the so fifth they, one is just ice fire. Yeah. Wait a minute. So they just. Like they they yeah. could, they were so uncreative they couldn't even think of like a fifth five things yeah. like they're like all right we let's could we do like shadow temple uh, what about the earth water fire temple well the map also looks like they're trying to make like some sort of dark souls map where it's like yeah. 3D and it it just looks like a bunch of lines just, <laughs> and some yeah. of the lines say water and some of the lines say fire I'm just really disappointed that. Fabio's on the cover looking like Conan, and then the game is just like a little dorky guy in uh, in night armor. Yeah, a little goofy cartoon. Yeah, it feels game. like that's kind of par for the course. Yeah, in a lot of these games, I feel garbage. cheated. It's garbage. But you know what? Honestly, is not garbage. Is this next section? Although it is, it, it's kind of like propelling garbage. It is the top ten oh, yeah. <laughs> endings of. NES games, which are known for not having endings that yeah. <laughs> matter. Yeah, this is like such they a weird... Spoiled a bunch of game endings. Well, it's yeah, it's like weird as a choice to like, oh, we're gonna like show you the last scene in a game. Well, you have to look at it through context. Well, the, okay, I guess like the difference... So you guys are like saying this is weird because it's just like spoiler territory. Uh, but is it? I mean, so, like, is is the fact that Princess Peach gives you a kiss at the end? Is that a big spoiler? Are you like, yeah, no, oh, I'm not gonna play Mario Bros anymore. I, I, I didn't. I wanted to find out if you know Princess Peach right. was secretly going to be a Goomba. I in think a, this in, is, a, in a dress. This is a reach. This is very much like. Uh, I mean, you know, the caption is like the end of a year of a decade is often a time of retrospect. I think they mean retrospection. Here's a look back at the endings of some of our classic games of the past. If you well, haven't beaten them yet, uh, we're going to show you the ending so you have something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's oh, man. Okay, great. I'm only playing Mario Bros. to find Princess Peach. Yeah, uh, the rest sure of it is she's just okay. a drag. I, like, I, I do wonder if in like context, from back then, these endings are actually kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. There is a world where, especially one thing we have that we take for granted that did not exist at this time is the internet. Oh yeah, and so the mm-hmm. idea that when you have a game, 
you truly don't know what's at the end mm-hmm. until yeah. you can look it up or, or beat it. So I do wonder if there was some sort of like mystery or excitement towards getting to the end of the game that doesn't exist now and seems underplayed. This from goes, our context. Good. Well, one of the one of the things that like I the one that was interesting to me was um, when they uh, share the ending of Metroid and they say like oh like Samus Aran she's a girl like was that not public knowledge that was the, a su- the original Metroid it was a surprise to be like Samus is a lady yeah like People I get did that no I get that being a thing but everything else is like you were saying like. Oh, yep, everything turns out fine. You save the day. Yeah, no, it's normally pretty lame. Uh, but I still do think there's a level of... Like, it's disappointing. It probably was. I, I Actually, I really don't know. I mean, I wonder if people were just decided to beat the game. But mm-hmm. I do think there's a level of just, like, games are brand new. And, like, the idea of a game that's, frankly, worth beating <laughs> and worth having yeah. the ending screen is kind of new, right? It's none of these endings are especially. I mean, the Castlevania ending is intriguing for something that I brought up before, which is that the credits used fake names like joke, like Frankenstein, for the so mm-hmm. you don't know who did what on the original Castlevania. But beyond that, like Contra, they blow up the island and everyone leaves by helicopters. Like that happens in every eighties action movie. Mm-hmm. So you know, Goonies two ends exactly like Goonies one. But at the very <laughs> the least, movie Goonies. It's, I do think if you were someone who was into gaming and you didn't have the answers to these, which you probably, I mean, you probably have like play. Honestly, at this point, if you're like a kid, you've probably been told at the end of Contra, you unlock Super Mario Bros. 4. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going off of like recess rumors for yeah. the end of these games and stuff. And so I do think there's a level of you're playing these games and you're curious of how they end and just getting that told to you, whether it's disappointing or not is like cathartic in some way. Yeah. Since you can't actually like, you don't have a computer you can just go to and access. Mm-hmm. It's the experiential quality of the magazine. That is, is it, a weird thing. Like you guys remember that when you were kids and like, there'd be rumors about stuff. Like if, Oh, if you Smash, go here, Smash Bros rumors for me. Yeah. You could unlock, you could <clears throat> unlock baby Bowser and smash bros. Uh, yeah. New, nudalities and mortal Kombat. But isn't that real, or is that fake? I think that's. I think it's fake. I'm sure you could. I'm sure, you could figure I, it I, out. I tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sonya Blade takes her clothes off. Playground rumors. Yeah, it'd be, mm-hmm. for me, it was always the, uh, unlockable characters in Smash. I, someone always tried to tell me that, like, uh, unlocking Sonic and Melee was a big one. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like he didn't show up until the 2008 until one, right? Brawl, yeah, yeah. Like I swear, my. My friend's brother from Canada did it. Yeah. So, like, at least getting like these kind of like guides or like kind of spoilers, even if they're anticlimactic, it's at least air out of the. It's at least like the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah, but, and honestly, <laughs> like getting as a kid, if you got a magazine that like uncovered that, disappointing but cathartic to figure that out. Mm-hmm. We got Robert Cop. There's Robocop. Robert Cop. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Robert Cop, we got we got Rob O Cop. Still cracks me up that RoboCop is like for kids. That I mean, they had a RoboCop cartoon, but you know, as I riffed previously, like this movie it's, is it's still weird. shockingly violent, <laughs> just like incredibly mm-hmm. violent. Uh, and we we're gonna really dive in this next football section. Mm. Not uh, it's hey, NES hey, play nice. action football for the record, but slam. good one, guys. <laughs> We yeah. got a uh, wait. I, yeah, I want to talk about this. The power glove. Oh yeah, we've talked about the power glove. So they, have oh, a, cool. they have a section called Power Packed Super Control that plugs the power glove and the U Force, 
which I owned a secondhand U-Force, and it sucked. Yeah, these things didn't work, right? Yeah. At all? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And the thing is, it's, it's like mar- they market them really well. Like, this looks like the future. Yeah. Yeah, and the Power Glove, the Power Glove is based on interesting technology, but it was so pared down. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't very good, and they just didn't support it with a lot of games. Do you, do you think is there an existence of like a high functioning power glove, like a prototype? Y- yeah, because it's well, that's uh, like what like VR is now, right? Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, but yeah, but what I'm saying is like oh, if it is based off of it, yeah, off the time, if it was based off better technology, is there such thing as like a prototype or like a high quality, super expensive version of the power glove? Oh yeah, because it was based on a medical technology that worked like we. Uh, Wii remotes work, where there's Ooh. like a the thing you put on your TV and it talks to the glove, and between the two of those, it figures out what the position is. And there's like some rudimentary accelerometers. So they had a good one, but I uh, I was just editing an episode and you pointed out that it was like two hundred dollars at the time, like yeah. adjusted for yeah, the, the very shitty, expensive, the shitty power glove adjusted to like our current money was about as much as the system cost just for this accessory that looked cool and didn't work. It yeah. didn't have any games you could play with it. Yeah, it can't. It Crazy. Might have, did it come with? Let me see what it says here. Because there are a couple of Power Glove games um, that were like Glove Ball was specifically made for it, and I think there was one other. But I feel like there was like the Power well, Glove. One kid bought it, wore it to recess, and got bullied for it, and then had to throw it. <laughs> I, I think a lot of kids bought that thing after the Wizard because it was definitely in the Wiz. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You and me played a. a, a the <laughs> hand volleyball game recently that didn't Slappy have ball. slap ball that didn't have power like i feel like there's no like, situation where it's better because hey slappy ball which is just a hands playing volleyball <laughs> ideal for power glove yeah, it works with a normal controller wait was this was this it was an actual sport yeah we were, we were playing like a um green light steam game we were playing like a big like, a, like it a, was a oh. like an indie uh, Steam game called Slappy Ball, where you play as a, your character, you play as as a hand. You'd think, oh, that's perfect for something like this. But still, huh. like anything can be used through a controller, yeah. and it's probably better because yeah. it's like a common language, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. All right, the Power Glove. Although uh, one thing I would say is, I know people like to talk trash about like the Wii and like these kind of like more gimmicky. Ah, that thing was a huge deal when it came out. Yeah, yeah. and honestly. Uh, there are a lot of games on the Wii that it's like, eh, I know you want to just use a controller, and that's like more co- that's more comfortable for you. But play uh, Skyward Sword with the sword and shield. If you let yourself enjoy it, if you let yourself enjoy it, ah. if you let yourself have fun and let yourself pretend you are Link, <laughs> it is a good time. Well, didn't uh, isn't that on the Switch right now? You can still play with. And you can still play with those controls, yeah. But a lot of people, people still do rip right. on those controls. But I think they're fun if you let yourself have fun with it. I, mm-hmm. I think you've probably, from what I've heard, having not played much Skyward Sword, uh, you just contextualize it. It's like, if you let yourself enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, that is my Specifically. opinion. That is my opinion of Skyward Sword. Let yourself enjoy it. Uh, we got some new games now available, and it's... Big hits like Jeopardy Jr. and the Three Stooges. Actually, yeah, hold on. There was a sentence I wanted to read out loud. Oh, yeah. There's like, <laughs> some, it's like, enjoy your time with these new games. And they mentioned, there's just too many IPs mentioned that are, have nothing to do with each other, which is like the Three Stooges. If you mention Three Stooges and Godzilla in the same sentence, 
Like that, it feels like that's too much. Those are four of my favorite things. Well, <laughs> I guess the weird thing too is it's like it's like those things that are unrelated plus Wheel of Fortune, but not Wheel of Fortune, but Wheel, Wheel of Fortune, Fortune Junior. Yeah, yeah. What is? Let's what, look what at is, some of these puzzles that they have here. Can yeah. we solve any of these? I mean, D is Vanna White. That one's E is Cinderella. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah. Over here on Brett's side of the, the table, we're <laughs> you guys can't have a hard see time. Okay. We gotta zoom in. Here's a here's a Jeopardy Junior question. Uh, wait, can you call me by my actual name? Yeah, sorry, um, Brother Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brother Bones. I'm Brother Bones. This was Mister Mister Frenzy. Mister Friends. Mister Frenzy and your uh, guitar, guitar guitar boy, guitar boy. Your guitar, yep, your I'm guitar, guitar boy. <laughs> Mister Frenzy, guitar boy, and Doctor uh, Slice. Uh, Doctor Slice and Brother uh, Bones. You're guitar boy now. Guitar boy. I can be both names. Uh, Here's Jeopardy Jr. question. This is the only NFL team named after a water mammal. The, a water mammal? Yeah. The dolphins. You have to answer in the form of a Jeopardy question. Um, the dolphins. <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know how to play. What, what if the dolphins? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you win. When were the dolphins? <laughs> oh, we're here. Hang on. I got to hit the button uh, for the... Centerfold. It's the centerfold. Today's do center- people do people who listen know that Brett has full access to the slide whistle? Oh yeah, yeah. We've, okay. had, we've had a little we, bit. Of, I think we, we introduced it in the third episode. Yeah, we talked about we've it. had podcast drama with the okay with the slide whistle. Yeah, we had to talk about when it's appropriate because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Brett's pressing it specifically when it's not appropriate. I think it's important to point out Brett has. Brett has access to something like 20 sounds and only uses the slide whistle. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, for context, I have a board with like 20 little blocks that I can hit, and it's a different sound effect. For example, here's one that would be different than the slide whistle. <laughs> I know you well enough to know. <laughs> I can see that coming a mile away. But, yeah, here's another one. I have, it's really hard to get at the soundboard on this thing, but I also have one. <laughs> oh, man. How come I don't get one? All right. Uh, we've had enough slide whistles. Did we, I, we, we, we set something up, didn't we? Yeah, we're at the centerfold. Uh, we got the Iron Sword <laughs> uh, poster. You're bringing us back to Earth. It's a, a nice muscular man uh, uh, holding the sword. Fabio knockoff. Again, in a game where your main character is a little cartoon knight, head to toe in armor. What is going on? And on the other side is a bunch of Willow maps, which, hell yeah, man, Willow. That was something in, I was thinking, like, that would be the most valuable part of a Nintendo Power issue is, like, the poster? The maps. No, like, oh, the map, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, totally. If you, like, I don't know. If you have the game. If you don't, you're kind of right. just pretending to play the game yeah. and looking at the maps. But, I, like, as a kid, I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a level of these magazines being like a uh, Swiss army knife mm-hmm. of multiple tools. Like there's cheat codes, there's maps, there's like information of new games coming. It, it really does feel like it's got every magazine's got like multiple functions. Yeah. It services. I never had a Nintendo power subscription, but my friend Vince did growing up. He always had like all of them. And I remember like going over to his house and like, I thought it was so cool to like see a game that I had played and see the map of it because I'd never visualized totally. it. Totally. Yeah. Oh, wow. It just felt kind of cool to have it. In, yeah. in a way, it felt like something you shouldn't have, I guess, yeah. in some degree. 
yeah, I don't know. Like something about being a kid and looking at maps. And I think still today, it's like they're just pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. Game Boy. Hey, we got another section talking about our portable friend, the Game Boy. Well, here's something that I am curious about. Uh, that I, I, I feel like you might have a different experience, Weston, than me and Chase. Okay. What did you, for me, since like handheld systems were a big deal when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like that's, that's really what my gaming systems were. Cause like I had two brothers and we ha- would have to share a system. And so like, I never like really like glued onto a home console Right. Where like, if I, if I'm really looking at like my nostalgic systems I'd play as a kid, it was the Game Boy Advance, the DS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that the same for you, Chase? Yeah, I think so. Because it's more personal. It's like, it's what you had. Yeah. It's like no one ever, you never had to share it. You mm-hmm. probably didn't, did you, did, did you have that? Did you have like a, a portable system that was like your home base? It was yours? Yeah, you know, uh, so in the 90s, there was this interesting gap where the Game Boy came out 89. Mm-hmm. And I definitely played friends Game Boys and ended up with a secondhand Game Boy with a couple of lines of pixels that didn't work <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, had Star Trek 25th anniversary, which is not the worst Game Boy game you could get. <laughs> but I did not get into Pokemon and Pokemon hit what? 97, I think. Red was, and blue. was Pokemon on the, red, the, one, on the Game right? Boy Game Boy? Yeah. 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 They eventually released like slimmer and lighter Game Boys to update it. Yeah. But it was that original Game Boy and like that hit like a sack of bricks. That thing was mm-hmm. huge when it, but I, I was not into it. So, oh, right. oh, so my handheld systems were the Game Boy Advance, the DS, just yeah, like you same. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I loved the Game Boy Advance, but you know, yeah. but for me, I guess maybe what might have been different is when that came out. I was in high school, so I worked at Best Buy and bought it with my own money, and mm-hmm. you know, I would be at study uh, study hall in uh, you know whatever study period I had at school, and I'd just be playing Advance Wars, and some kid would be like, "Let me play your Game Boy." I'm like, "No, buy your own." Do you, do you, do you feel like you still have that? Because I think at, since we were like kids through a, living through a parent. It was like the version of gaming that was just ours, and it felt personal. Do you still feel like you felt that? Even like, do you like because we were like we if, we have the console, but I have to share that with my family because it's right. a TV mm-hmm. family. It's a, it's the family TV that. I but have you to share. you also had to share it with like your dad, right? And you had you had two brothers. I yeah, only had one. Totally. So like for me, I just had to share. I had an SNES. I had a GameCube. And but I had to share the, those with my one brother. Still enough to be annoying, right? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was. Or yeah. still enough for it to not feel like your own. Yeah, and the one I remember, we each had a Game Boy Advance because those things were cheap, and that I felt like more connected to at least. It's the perfect the, console. Yeah. Did you? But yeah, you not. Oh, yeah, that, that is a good point. But do you, do you feel like someone who had? So I guess if we're doing, I'm the uh, big bear, medium bear, small bear. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> too small. Well, we're in a little bit of a Goldilocks situation. You had literally no um, classic. Uh, need, classic yeah, no, you you wouldn't if you bought yourself a Genesis. You wouldn't have to share it with anyone. Or if you if yeah, uh, it, but you still feel like you felt that personal connection with like a handheld console. Yeah, in the early two thousands. I mean, for me, the the trick with the handheld consoles that I had, and I had, I even had an original DS that I think I bought used, and then got a DS Lite when that came out because it was so much better. Yeah, and I had both the. Did I buy? I think I bought one of the purple uh, candy bar GBAs, and then got an SP later. So it, it was like you know I I had my own money, so that's what I bought. Yeah, and for me it was very much just like I don't know. I played Final Fantasy Tactics Advance on that thing, and I loved it. So yeah. it was very mm-hmm. much like that, and then playing 
Metroid Fusion and Zero Mission and uh, the Castlevania games on the GBA were so good. So, yeah, I guess for me, it was more like I get to do more of the stuff I enjoyed doing in the 90s (laughs) is kind of how Mm -hmm. it played out. So, yeah, fond memories because it was a great, those specifically were great systems. Yeah, so many good games. That DS Lite, I had the Animal Crossing on DS and... Wild World, I want to say? Yeah. It was Wild World. Oh, Wild World. Oh. I I, I had a favorite neighbor, uh, the duck, Pate, who's still in the game. She's one of... she, mm -hmm. She is my favorite. I was about to say my favorite Animal Crossing neighbor was a duck as well, but it's a different one. It's a different, yeah, because there's like multiple, is like four of each. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, Pate was my favorite, and then she decided to move away, and I kept trying to save scum it so I could get her to stay, and that was the end of the playing the game for me. I was just like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't play this game without her. Can I say my favorite Animal Crossing? Of course, uh, yeah. Quackers, and he was just a duck who just in his house just had one bench press. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> Incredible. Did no other furniture? <laughs> just a bench press? <laughs> Quacker is living his best life. a life. hard duck, man. <laughs> yeah, mine was uh, uh, Lucky the dog. Oh, Was Lucky the dog the mummy one? Yeah. I mean, it was the only... I always liked the Animal Crossing characters that weren't like just an animal with like a... Right. Yeah. With like a... Oh, I'm the I'm the rhino who has who likes citrus. You know, he was like, I'm a dog that's a mummy. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. There's like there's like, like a f- back in the day, it was rare to have like characters that were like weird. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about the um, tone of the new Animal Crossings of like really happy like feel good versus like the weirder, meaner tone of the early ones? Do you have a preference? I had a neighbor, Graham the Hamster, who's like a huge nerd, and Graham was pretty awesome. He would ask me things like, what are your favorite hobbies? And the options would be like watching anime, playing video games, learning guitar. And I'm like, this guy's a dork. <laughs> okay, so you like the, you're into the newer style? Uh, I, I, or at least it worked for you? I enjoyed it. Were they ever mean? Mm-hmm. I had some mean. Because yeah, I, played, I played Animal Crossing since the original the yeah. gamecube one yeah the tone i don't def- remember them being the mean. tone's definitely different i had a neighbor who tom was straight up only ever angry at me oh wow, wow. yeah yeah I, I don't remember that maybe i blacked it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> i definitely only remember pate from the ds one there was never like i remember a handful of people from this last animal crossing because like there was an old bear, and the bear would like sit, hang out and sit and fish and be like, "I'm old. I don't remember everything." That's a, that's a good point. I I feel like this Animal Crossing, even though they don't have like the maybe the a little bit of the edge I miss, they're very they're more memorable. Like the designs, at least mm-hmm. the designs definitely. I remember when I was and I I don't know how much of this was me just being a kid, but I remember thinking like, oh, like there's an infinite number of things that they can say, and in the new Animal Crossing, it's like. Okay, every villager is gonna say the same like four things, right? It may have been when you were. I think little. it's a kid thing. I think that's yeah, a kid thing. I think it's a kid yeah. Thing. All right. Well, it's a preview section. Shadowgate. I really like Shadowgate. That's all. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Shadowgate's <laughs> dope as hell. Shadowgate. Uh, boy, it is a blob. I've always heard of it. Like I've, I've always heard whispers of it, and I know nothing about it. I don't care. I don't want to learn anything about it. We'll learn about Shadowgate yeah. in the next issue. 720, I thought it was Skate or Die. We talked about Skate or Die, and I talked about how the Skate or Die they were showing us was different than the Skate or Die I knew. I oh. was thinking of 720. Oh. This is a fib. On, this is a little flub up on my part. 
We also talk about uh, Silent Service and A Boy and His Blob. A Boy and His Blob is a game that I hear a lot about in a pod because they did oh, a yeah? remake. Okay, so you, yeah, you, but I've you, never you, played it. Yeah, it's it's. Have you ever heard of Chase? Have you ever heard of The Boy and His Blob? No, I had a fun time reading about it, but it. I don't know what, what it what is. What did you learn? What's your favorite jelly bean transformation? I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate to ask somebody I, I in public. It's, it's, I remember if you feed him cinnamon, it's a flamethrower. Am I oh. right? I, I have no I, idea. I, I, well, I, it's I, I, check, check the. Don't make me read. I, sk- I skipped this section okay. pretty hard. Well, I'm right. Uh, the final game in the previews is the Guardian Legend, which I've always wanted to play. That is, that is a game I hear lots of good things about. It's got some. Vertical scrolling shooting. It's got some running around shooting on maps. I don't know. Seems dope. Hit it. We're here. Wait, do I have the counselor's corner? More. That's my feature. I actually do not have. God damn it. I do not have a counselor's corner interstitial. Sorry. I thought I was going to be. Can I? Okay. 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 I'm going to make a quick disclaimer. There's a lot of text in this one. I did read the letters at the beginning. Also, a lot of text. This one was when I was in the whole skim, skim phase. Yeah. I did uh, skim. Well, this. I don't have a lot to say about the specifics. My only thing is they mentioned Mega Man in a in a way that's gonna be interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. So I for the record, I I I, I we're, we're reading these magazines and there's a lot of Nintendo games that I have not played. I, I don't have a lot of experience with Nintendo and I've been wanting to like try to play some of them and I've been trying to play out the me- all the Mega Man games because those mm-hmm. games are super fun. And so I'm in the process of Beating the six, there's six Mega Man games in the Nintendo. They they released one. Oh like, yeah, every year there's a new Mega Man game because it kept selling. And for this one, they do a little hint section on Mega Man Two, the final level. And you know what happened for me is I'm currently playing them, and you know exactly where I was at in Mega Man Two was exactly where they were giving hints. Hints. Oh my god, the magazine, awesome. yeah. the counselors it helped was, you. I was. Uh, at the very end of the game, you like in Mega Man, you get to fight like eight robot creatures in, in any order you want, and you go through eight levels, and it's like super creative. Like it's it's so fun. I think the fun part about Mega Man Two is like there's always like one doofus character. It's like it'll be like Toad Man or right. Like normally there there'll be like cool quote unquote cool ones like Power Man and like Grinder Man and like Boomerang Man, and then there's always a stupid one who's the easiest one to beat. Are you digging on, was it Leaf Man, Wood Man? Wood Man, Man yeah, Wood Man and Mega Cactus, Man 2. Uh, Cactus Wood Man's Man. stage music is so good. Oh, no, they're great. I mean, I, I honestly love the tone of Mega Man getting so kind of goofy. Like, the fact that there's always, like, two or three goofy, like, there's just... Isn't there going, Snake Man? Yeah, there's Snake Man in the one I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> and then you just, you go through, like, a snake level. And I just, like, the idea of, like, kind of having this, these, like, really basic archetypes of, like, hey... Our only rule for this game is blank word, like a uh, Mad Lib. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say an adjective or say whatever, man. Yeah. Or and then eventually woman, which you know probably good. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think they had a woman robot boss. They until, do, like, but it takes what, a, takes a while. Seven or eight it takes a while. It's like a mermaid, honestly, mermaid lady. I'm very glad they didn't have women characters in the earlier ones because I'm sure they would not have been progressive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure it would have been. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been, been Willow all over it, would have been, it would have been like horrible yeah. House, yeah. housewife. Yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah, vacuum woman would have been the first, <laughs> first robot character. There is definitely well. So Mega Man, there, there's a girl robot because he's Rock Man in Japan and Roll. Yeah. Like rock and roll is the the girl robot, but she's not playable in these games. So fair enough. 
No, and she the, keeps Doctor Light's house clean or whatever. Yeah, it's it's not like you know this is early, whatever. But I can, can I can I say how crazy it was that I was literally like on this level? Yeah, because like it's amazing. You beat all eight of these levels, and then after you beat them, you get a gauntlet of like four. Like it becomes not. It it's a non-linear game where you can like tackle the levels at whatever order you choose, hmm. but. After you beat the eight levels, you kind of hit a gauntlet of like four levels that are kind of like really like. And another thing about Mega Man is you beat the boss and you get the gun, you get the new gun, right? And so the final four levels are like assuming like okay, you know all the mechanics of this game, you've got all the guns and weapons. Here's four levels that are going to like put that to test. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was on that final gauntlet, and this level is like the first one. Like this is this this like these tips are for that gauntlet. That's cool. Yeah, it's weird coincidence. Yeah. I like how Mega Man is hunched over in his like default frame. Like he's kind of his like legs are pointed out mm-hmm. and he's just kind of hunched over like this and like that's how Yeah, he's got like it, a, he's, he's not he doesn't have a great posture. His terrible uh, posture. This is probably why when they brought him to the well, west he's like, a robot. It's okay. <laughs> that's a great point. Honestly, you just put some I mean, oil and, and gears on yeah, there. Yeah, put some gears in it and he's fine. You did you barely touched your gears for dinner, son. I, I would also like to point out how good of a game Mega Man 2 is. We've talked about like sequels being there's two routes for an, a Nintendo sequel. Is yeah. either they throw everything out the door and they try something new again, like Zelda 2 or Mario Bros. 2, and those aren't as successful. Or there's the other route where they just try to really fine-tune the stuff they've already established without reinventing itself, and those sequels are always really good. Mega Man 2 is a super good example of that. They grab everything in Mega Man 1 and just make it better That's to such, every degree. Did, did uh, Metroid do that? I want to say that Metroid there's not 2... A, there's not a sequel of Metroid on the NES, though, right? Yeah, they no, have... No, or no, is no. There's, it's the Game Boy game, and the Game Boy game is also kind of vestigial. It's Super Metroid... Super Metroid. Where they figure it out, and it's like Yeah, but I thought, I thought Super Metroid was the next one, is it not? See, Metroid 2 Return of Samus oh. is the next one. And, um, yeah, it's, it doesn't, it, it's not like the jump between Mega Man and Mega Man 2, but it is the same kind of game, which Zelda and Zelda 2, Mario and Mario 2, that's not the jump. It's like a mm-hmm. totally different game. New but game. like Castlevania is an example of a, of a cleaner one, right? It's like they, they polish what they've already established, right? Or am I you, wrong on that? You make an interesting, well, you make a great point because Castlevania has the same gameplay, but Castlevania 2, it tries to do an open world thing, and it's not until Castlevania three that they just try to do Castlevania one again, but clean it up. Yeah. So you get that Mega Man to Mega Man two jump in quality. Same thing with uh, Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers three. Yeah. No, it does seem like. Yeah. I guess. I guess if like to continue that you trend, get- often the misstep is immediately followed by oh. Let's just do what Mega Man did. Mega Man just you don't have to reinvent ourselves every mm-hmm. single time. Uh, yeah. I I also got to say, these counselor pictures are pretty fantastic. I like this guy with the flat top, Kyle Hudson. I see a strong mustache. It's a pretty fantastic ma- mustache here, too. Pretty fantastic mullet. We got the, the whole gang is here. <laughs> so this time they had like 200-something game counselors. So you never know what you're going to get in the selection of pictures. Yeah, well, one thing you haven't seen, but is like they, um, they ran out of diversity real quick. They really tried to put diversity in the front. <laughs> they did. They <laughs> front-loaded the women and the people of color. And they yeah. It was like a really impressive, like, oh, my God, this is like a really, really diverse, like, diverse group yeah. of people. Pacific and Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor white guys with mullets. Pacific Northwest, uh, maybe not super diverse in 1989. <laughs> uh, classified information is next. Unsolicited game tips. 
There uh, we go. Lame, lame zone. I'm going to talk about that. Hey, it's the top 30. Yeah, let's uh, let's go over the top five games. You want to uh, chase as the guest? You want to say from number five up to number one? Do you want to give the top the top games? And can you put some oomph in it? Yeah, make it count, Chase. Come okay, <laughs> number five. <laughs> nice. All right, five is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. Hell yeah, Ninja Gaiden at four. Zelda two, The Adventure of Link. Can you say it again? Zelda two. <laughs> well. I you you have okay yeah like you don't have to describe we we had the top five to Zelda two Adventure of Link Mario Bros two and Mega Man two these are actually pretty close <laughs> together too yeah don't put me in the spot like that again Brett we'll talk about that later <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man two is great yeah number one spot I'm I'm proud of them I, I actually didn't even realize that's what this was honestly everything in Nintendo Power at this everything in like this era of magazines feels like you can skip over it <laughs> like everything everything looks like highlights but did you not see these mostly men on the top <laughs> I did. that's why i was like okay it's mostly men i like that they specifically drew one like with curly hair and extremely hairy chest like, yeah that's the thing is i'm so surprised that they like committed to the mostly men like every single time they do the top 30 they've decided hey let's have like this like cartoon Guys without shirts. Oh, that's a, that's a returning feature. Yeah, they do that every time. Okay. Yeah, they, they've had sweaty muscle men. I, I think it's a bodybuilding competition. That, so the top 30 is a competition. Oh, I, did, they, I understand they, the link here. Oh, okay. I, I didn't until just now. <laughs> so here's, here's a weird one, Chase. I don't know if you caught this, but the next page, they break down where the votes came from, and there's three categories, the players, the pros, and the dealers, where... I guess authorized Nintendo resellers say what games they like the most. And uh, okay. S- Super Mario Brothers 2 still wins out there because they sell the most Mario tapes. But everybody else likes... Uh, the kids like Zelda 2. The people who are good at games like Mega Man 2 because it's hard. And they also... Another thing is the top of this is uh, no longer muscly men competing, but men racing horses. Yeah, those are like the yeah. opposite. Hor- horse racing pilots or whatever they're called. Riders. Riders. Uh, jockeys. The, jockeys jockeys yes hey, there you go it's the opposite of uh muscle they actually uh to do a full circle here they should be little people right isn't that a common thing for jock i don't think little people i think they're just shorter men they, yeah oh, really? they weigh like 100 pounds yeah so it's just like it's just, just me, smaller me. yeah not not people with dwarfism just smaller smaller people. men because i mean yeah. the horse <laughs> it's nicer for the horses is that actually a thing yeah, it's like because well, a horse right. has to haul the jockey around. Yeah, because on the, the race. horse goes faster if there's less weight on it. Could you like yeah. tie balloons here? That would give you the, okay. make, it, make it more of a skill based. <laughs> <laughs> even up the playing field. Yeah, if you're a really talented jockey, but you're like three hundred pounds. Three hundred pounds. <laughs> put some balloons on. Get you. like fifty balloons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you know uh, what? And you know, what? honestly, I'm gonna say we don't skip this. I'm gonna say we talk about. <laughs> we talk about a little more. If you, if you did that, <laughs> your finishing move, you could like suck up the helium and talk like Mickey Mickey Mouse and say, "Hey, I'm." <laughs> you know, in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, it's like is it Mickey Rooney plays the Japanese guy that lives on the floor above Holly Golightly, and he still doesn't understand why people are upset him at him for playing a Japanese guy. Because in the 1960s or whenever that movie came out, it was totally fine. I don't know what that movie is. Yeah, does it involve a 300 pound jockey? Have you guys, yeah, does never, it involve you guys have never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? As a way of winning against horses? Okay. We're here at the video shorts. <laughs> you guys want to talk about any of these preview no. games? 
No. Guys, want to talk about NES Black achievers? Black Bass tastes like fishing. I like fishing. Do you like fishing games? Looks like Black Bass. Got no, some pretty bad I hate ratings. fishing games. Here's the problem with fishing games. Uh, no, okay. There are games that do things that I like in real life that work, right? Like, so, like, I am a person who likes scuba diving, right? Okay. And if you've ever played Subnautica, that's a game where you scuba dive. It so works. This is. I'm so glad you're here. Subnautica is one of my favorite games. Yeah, it's great. I love Subnautica. It really feels like. They were like, okay, here's the thing that's interesting about scuba diving. How do we translate that to a video game without just giant ocean monsters? And frankly, and right, yeah. can, I, can I maybe add, even though I'm not a big Subnautica guy, I haven't really played it, but they escalate it. Yeah, they, yeah oh, exactly. It escalates it's so a, It's good. a video game, so why would you not escalate the enjoyable why, part? Why of, would you have us be in the Pacific Ocean when you could have us be... like The feeling that you get when you scuba dive is, I'm in like a different world. So uh, they literally put you in a different world. They're, they're smart about it. But, like, fishing games, I've, every fishing game I've ever played has been a freaking, can I swear? Yeah. Uh, it's been, uh, now I don't feel like I need to anymore. Uh, okay. It's like a Rapala, you know, just shitty, like. No, Chase, say your swear. It's, an, it's been an ass sandwich. It's been an ass sandwich across the board. Because they, they're like, oh, the thing that people want from a fishing game is tying your line and making sure that. You know, you have the right test. It's like no, that's the fucking shitty part of like fishing. The fun part of fishing is feeling like you caught a big fish. How do like how do you translate that to a video game? Have you ever played ridiculous fishing? I've heard about it. That might be the fishing game you need. I'm just yeah, something to consider. That game's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the idea. It's fishing, but it's ridiculous. But like, it's like farming simulator, like. I don't want to do that. Stardew Valley is fun. Yeah, I, w- I would play. Valley's funny, yeah. I want to play some Stardew. We're going to hit the old... Nest Journal. Nest Journal. We've got the... <laughs> World Championship, 1990. Nintendo World Championship, 1990. This, yeah, is, this is it. This is, this this is, is the big one. It's like, it's the idea of this, like, grabbing all the pros across the world, and we're going we're gonna to really duke it out at video games. I think, I mean, the main claim to fame for the 90 World Championships is they made that custom cart that's very rare yes. and is worth, it's like the most expensive Nintendo tape. Because, okay, yeah, so. Yeah, does it cost? There, so there's two versions, if I remember correctly. There's the one you got if you competed and won a place, which I think is a gold cart. And then they had the actual carts they used to run the contest. Okay. Which have like a black and white label, I think. Which one's more expensive, do you know? I think the black and white label one really this was i mean now there's like this weird monday money laundering thing going with like old video games that are unopened and stuff where they're selling for like five hundred thousand dollars oh is that is that is that is that legitimate i've I've seen that or is that just conspiracy i have no idea what is going on with that stuff but for a long time the most expensive like ebay auctions for games were for stuff like this where it's like there's only i think 10 of the one of those carts in the world that people know about. So it's like when one of those went for sale, it would sell for like $15,000. And at the time, you know, this is like, so it had been like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Hey, that's a, that's a decent chunk of change. All right. The Wizard. Excellent movie. All right. I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's yeah, move yeah, on. See that. Uh, we raise our hands when we are ready to move on from a topic, and yeah. we immediately raise our hands. <laughs> Although The Wizard, I, I, as a kid, I did enjoy that. I will say, they lean pretty heavy. Every single picture on that page is of 
uh, what's his name? Fred, Fred Savage. Savage. Yeah. At the time, he was a playing big, the Fred Savage. <laughs> he was a, he was a big star because of the Wonder Years. Uh, back to on the old pack watch. I forgot there's more gossip goblins. Uh, do, do you feel anything towards these new gossip goblins? I feel pretty strongly about at least the the there is a pink dinosaur gossip goblin where it's not even well drawn and it's like they just stopped trying. <laughs> yeah. So gossip goblins have gone from just, they've gone from disturbing to and, and then on the next page there's one that's just a cannon. It's like a cannon with yeah. eyes. Honestly, yeah, the last couple of ones have been like weird, but still like heart behind it. But they they just gave up. So these are these are yeah. returning characters. They, yeah, the the gossip goblins. Uh, I guess for context, is they always say like, "Hey, here's what's coming up. Here's the upcoming video games." Which, for example, Mario Bros. Three, huge game that's coming up. That build will cover that in the next issue. Stay, Re- stay rescue tuned. the embassy mission, but is yeah, coming up. They have these like weird fictional like knockoff Pokemon characters who give like gossip on these new games that are coming out some the, artist mm. had to churn out a handful of these doodles every time and it's like i had a favorite one that was like this little guy with big red lips and it's like all right that's like a didn't you describe him as like reject pokemon at one yeah point? and it's yeah. pretty much like it seems like uh someone who's trying to get a job at pokemon mm-hmm. who's like just throwing out a bunch of design ideas got like a job here and it's like they're the gossip goblins and there's they're new they're different goblins every time and they give you a little like gossip on the new upcoming and they games. asked for 20 of them and by 15 he ran out of juice he's not yeah he's he's yeah. on microsoft paint <laughs> Thank you. yeah that's what he even said in uh, in japanese you know the production team is i'm not microsoft paint i have limits i honestly <laughs> could see this pokemon this guy on the left being a pokemon it's like mm-hmm. It's like the a, one that's like goo that's formed a person yeah, it's pouring like a, out of a jar. It's like, like a, a jar, yeah. It's a spittoon too, so it's like tobacco, tobacco spit from a. It looks like a spittoon. Maybe it's not a spittoon. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not really. It feels like okay. there's no there's no gossip there's going no on. Gossip. It, it feels like that's the thing about Nintendo Power is like it feels like they keep trying to inject these returning segments in hey don't don't you dare i'm not talk bad i'm not about i'm there. not it's just the the gossip gremlins are a stretch i don't think anybody's on board with the gossip gremlins they just needed a framework by which they could talk about game rumors that they got from trade shows can i okay can i ask a question do howard and nestor make it all the way to the end of nintendo power do we know that i think at least one of them die we do know, uh, we started, is this a spoiler? But we, we, and, and the thing is, I'm guessing this is more of a story-based decision. I'm guessing the narrative resulted in one of the two dying. Uh, well, well, we'll see. The, the, right. There's a little I, bit of a spoiler. We'll never know. We'll never know. Okay. I guess, it, yeah. And if you had to say my real reaction no there, there's no way they're making it up <laughs> no way yeah <laughs> that, that's, with the lifestyle these guys lead there's no way they're making it to they're, they're so self-destructive and absorbed mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty much the issue next issue is pretty exciting because it's the first one i ever got as a kid oh uh, wow Shadowgate, river city ransom clash at demon head Ooh. hell batman. yeah batman and then uh was there anything about Howard Phillips's really dry corporate letter at the end here. I'm trying to remember. I don't really see anything. He's just like, hey, get more stuff. Yeah, but oh. they, have, they have a fun player poll after this. Oh, yeah, where we they... should do here. Nope. The... Player poll contest. 
It's the contest. Are there any good prizes? I no, totally they, they just this. They just give you cash. Yeah. <laughs> Cold hard they, it just literally they and they like the grand price is a thousand dollars and they just say tell us what to buy you like it's not they don't even like send you the cash you just have to be like uh yeah can you buy me a bike and maybe a round of groceries uh this is the best uh, garbage prize they've come <laughs> up with because it's actual it's the best one because other times they've done a first place prize where it's like here's a bunch of third party controllers it's like what a Terrible gift to get a bunch of bad controllers. Now it's just like we're just gonna give you a thousand bucks. What do you want, kid? A thousand bucks is better than uh, a lot of the prizes. So uh, you know, I think they're going up uh, in quality. They also, uh, but also down in effort. Yeah, it's right? the yeah, least no, effort they've ever spent. It, it, on this. It's, it's. I mean, honestly, I think everyone was like sleeping for this mm-hmm. issue because you know the Howard and Nestor comic. The li- last. Like, the last holiday issue they did, they gave away like 3,000 games. They had so many prize winners that they couldn't fit them all on one page. And that- like, I mean, $1,000 isn't nothing. It's just like, it's just, it's just, you know, it's, you're, you're the relative who gave someone a, mm-hmm. you know, a gift card. Wait, which is fine. I, I, you, you were saying earlier that you thought that they went, everyone was asleep in this episode? Yes. I felt like the Howard and Nestor comic didn't have that energy it had a different it had energy. like a manic in it yeah like it almost felt op- i don't know like do you think the maybe com- i don't have enough howard and mr experience oh yeah you should, <laughs> i mean that yeah. one was particularly uh i would say uh that one was more of a puzzle than other ones but uh <laughs> we were uh, able to crack it no matter, no matter what it is a uh rubik's cube it's just normally it's a three by three that was a four by four mm. or four by four Four by four is the normal. No, it's three by three, right? Yeah. So yeah, normally it's a three by three. That was a four by four. Okay. Five D chess. Five dimensions. <laughs> time in another one. Well, speaking of Howard Nestor, should we end with our Howard Nestor ratings? It's time we gotta we gotta rate them. Okay, I don't know how that works. Um, yeah, it's simple. I mean, it's a simple one through ten system. Uh, it's uh, maybe one of us can go first. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, kind of based off the comic and Howard Nestor pop up. Like again, you can see Nestor is the one. You see here on the rocking chair mm-hmm. for the he. That's just the one behind the players' ball contest this time. They pop up throughout the magazine. It's probably why the contest sucks. Mm. Yeah, so it is because uh, he's lazy. Yeah, yeah, right. and, and incompetent. And, uh, for this one, I'm actually going to throw the duck in as the third. When you have to, you have to. Uh, you're you're going to rate the right. duck. Yeah, okay. there's a third character, so I think it's worth you know uh, diving in. Uh, I I I'm hope the, the, I'm guessing the duck will be a recurring character in future panels. <laughs> Uh, so I think it's worth throwing them in the Wait, fold. Which duck? The old duck or... Oh, the duck they're incepting. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Uh, Who is both ducks in the comic. So Nestor... Uh, what did, we, did, did we land on that both Howard and Nestor are incepting a duck? Mm-hmm. That was the official... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like, I don't know. It just felt like... I, you know, I, I don't think they actually understood why they were doing it. It just kind of felt like mindless, just falling over like a doofus pants on the floor uh puking on yourself uh, <laughs> full of snot so yeah i mean nestor's a clear one out of ten for this okay for this for this issue that's a fair read um and yeah and howard's had better and i mean to be honest this this panel was i agree it was a little too complicated it was hard to get motives tackled down and like Again, if you're going to incept a duck, I need to know why. I need that reason to be very clear and finite. Um, so Howard 
is going to get a one out of 10. So <laughs> they both got ones. Yeah. I'm going to give Howard a one out of 10. But you could give the duck and the duck. I mean, he, he was the centerfold. He pulled everything together. You know, it's like we got two doofuses, uh, you know, he pulled everything together by getting this, accepted just by being the center point of the thing. But end of the day, he was center point of a bad comic. So I'm going to have to give that duck a one out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my scores. All right. Chase, do you want to go next? You want me to do it? Uh, how about you go next? All right, all right. Um, all right, so let's start with Nestor, because that's what you did. Um, I think this is the worst comic that they've ever done. I agree. Uh, but, and I'm not especially interested by where the story's gone. It feels like they were, this is the Hellraiser Bloodlines. Yeah, it's like, don't, don't introduce a third character. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I, I don't think Nestor... Nestor's just imitating what Howard's doing, which I did say previously I would give him a good score every time he did that. So I guess Nestor gets a five. I give Nestor a five. Okay. Um, Howard incepted a duck that then died. That's pretty crazy. And I do like his spacesuit, so I'm going to give Howard a seven. Oh, shit. Um, Damn. And as for the duck, I, I really love this duck. And... I, it's a shame the duck only appears for one issue. We don't know that. I mean, that yeah, duck, I, I'm assuming the duck will for sure pop up again. I hope it does, or the duck's child, whatever the, is in the egg, additional ducks, yeah. hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give the duck a 10. Wow. Okay. I, I think the duck is probably the best thing that's ever happened to this magazine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my turn? Yeah. All right. I think Howard's character in this entire comic, no matter what way you read his motives, is extremely predictable. If he's playing an Inception game, it doesn't work. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give Howard for sure a 1 out of 10. Okay. Fair. Uh, Nestor, on the other hand, I actually felt played a little bit more of a head game. Right? Uh Okay. It felt like he was trying to get into the mind of the duck a little bit more. Uh, so I'm going to give Nestor a 1 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. He did a right. great job. He still was doing good. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then uh, uh, I felt pretty neutral. I'll give the duck a 5. <laughs> <laughs> duck gets a 5. I feel pretty. Yeah. Duck's neither here nor there. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like I went... I kind of want to change my scores lower, but unfortunately, they've been entered in the record. <laughs> yeah, you, they, you've, you, they're they're clocked. There's no going back on those. Um, You're pretty generous. I'm I'm feeling, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because in the past, didn't I give one of them a zero? I think I've given one of them the lowest score ever. Yeah, so far the lowest is a zero. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing we're we're going to get lower than that at some point. But <laughs> I did briefly consider giving Howard a negative number this time, but he ended up with a seven. So what do I know? Yeah. We we made it. We made it all the way to the end. Let's close it out. Of the magazine. You guys have any... Thanks for coming on, Chase. Yeah, that was fun. Close it out. Close, close it out. All right. Well, any, hey, it's been, the, it's been the Nintendo... I wanted to do a soft outro. Oh, yeah. Fade, right. fade in the song. Well, yeah, let's go soft. I'm going to actually go on my phone now. <laughs> you just looking at your phone? I'm going to drink some water. The Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast 
is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. It's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. Ha <laughs> ha